Hey, it's Brennan Gennetti, host of the Music You're Missing podcast, here with an exclusive offer. I know a lot of our listeners work in the music industry or are artists themselves, so I'm happy to offer you 10% off your next campaign with Partnered Projects. Partnered Projects is hands down the best music promotion service out there, and they actually have the track record to prove it. They handle campaigns for major artists and major labels, delivering over 15 million streams for their clients every single month. Partnered Projects specializes in playlist promotion and assures no bots are involved. Head over to www.partneredprojects.com and use the code MYM10 for 10% off your next campaign and get your music heard. Welcome to Music You're Missing, the modern radio station. After years of working in radio, I realized something wasn't clicking. There were so many artists that mainstream media just weren't giving proper treatment to, so I sought to change that, and Music You're Missing was born. From just starting out to signed, this interview-style podcast highlights artists you don't want to miss. Follow along to the regularly updated Music You're Missing Spotify playlist to discover even more can't-miss tracks. You're listening to Music You're Missing. My name is Brendan Gennetti, and today we are in studio with Noah Richardson. I'm so excited to have Noah in studio because way back in December when we were throwing our Up Next Fest, we held a little competition for artists to submit their music for a chance to be in the official Up Next Fest mix, and Noah Richardson's song, Painful, was one of the winners. I've been a huge fan of his music ever since, and I'm so excited that he's stopping by because he's not even in Boston for a show. He's in Connecticut for a show, and he is such a cool dude that he decided to travel to Boston from Connecticut to spend some time with me and music you're missing. Noah Richardson just dropped a brand new single called Seven Minutes in Heaven, and this just comes a short time after he released his debut album called Dead to Me. He's also on the Dead to Me tour, which I later found out he set up himself completely. This dude is an independent artist through and through. He does his bookings, appearances, releases, all of that independently. He's so cool, and I'm so excited to learn more about him. But before I get him in the studio, you know the drill. You've listened to podcasts before. If this is your first time listening to the Music You're Missing podcast, you should know that we have an accompanying Spotify playlist called Music You're Missing on Spotify, where we feature all artists featured on the show, as well as some awesome other rising artists. It gets updated so regularly, so if you're ever looking for new music, just listen to the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist on Spotify, and while you're checking things out, it would be an absolute freaking honor if you could rate the Music You're Missing podcast five stars wherever you're listening and subscribe to us. But genuinely, it helps us out so much because the more five-star ratings we get, the higher likelihood our episodes get playlisted, which means more exposure for these amazing artists that we feature. I promise you that is all of the announcements I have for me, other than the fact that you should follow us on Instagram at Music You're Missing. <laughs> um, but I promise you, yeah, that's 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 it. I'm done. I am so excited to bring you Noah Richardson in the Music You're Missing studio. We are joined with Noah Richardson. How's it going, dude? <laughs> It's going very well. Thank you for having me. Of course. I mean, I've already been chatting with you kind of off the mic. I actually had to stop myself. You're such an easy person to chat with. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. So how are you? Welcome to Boston. Uh, You're not, you weren't here for a show. You were actually in a, did a show yesterday in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Part of the Dead to Me tour. How are we feeling? Are we feeling dead? Feeling dead? Um, With this lovely coffee that I got, I'm actually feeling a lot better. But now... Travels travels a little hard, but it's exciting. It's like everything's been 
a true blast. I've got to travel and see like such amazing things and meet like really awesome people. Um, and there's even more shows to come, which I haven't announced yet too, which is crazy. Okay. So you're already alluding to new shows, but I think that the biggest thing I want to ask you, like kind of honestly, let's just go in hot. You've, you've got a lot of shows lined up. You like, you had a huge tour and I, I when I was doing my research, you're in a fuck ton podcast. <laughs> There's a lot of articles about you. So I'm kind of curious, like, where are you in your career? Do you have like a manager, a publicist, a agent? I'm self-managed, self-everything. No way, dude. That's like super impressive. I mean, the, the booking part of it, like, and actually lining yourself up for a tour, that's super impressive. How did you even, how do you go about doing that? Um, white monsters and not sleeping. <laughs> it's like, um, it's a lot. I mean, a lot of things have been trial and error. Um, and I just really wanted to do it. So I taught myself how to do it. And you know, I wasn't good at it at first, but I'm still probably not like the best at everything, but, um, just try my best really to do stuff. Wow. So like, are you just like shooting cold emails and they're like, let's, let's get it. Um, it was like that. I mean, reaching out to, um, schools and stuff and like places. A lot of times I'll find like people on TikTok too, that, um, bands I'll be like fans of, or I'll just see them and I'll be like, okay, where are they from? I'm like, all right, I have a show here. Let me reach out to them. See if we can do like a show for a show thing. So like, um, I'll play a show with you out in Boston. I don't have like, maybe I don't have like a huge following here, but I have a huge following in Philly mm-hmm. at home. So you come down to Philly, you can get some of my fans. I can go get some of your fans in Boston and like kind of have like that kind of trade off. That's super smart, man. I feel like uh, a lot of the artists I speak with, one of the first things they do is either they sign with a manager or they sign with a booking agent. And then it does typically kind of like fade away uh, until maybe they get a little bit more legit and resign. Um, I have to imagine that's that's stressful though, wearing all of the hats. Cause not only are you wearing the hats, but you're succeeding in all the different departments. So that's even more Hopefully. work. Like it's not <laughs> like, you know, it, because I mean, I've, I've even experienced it. Like you, you try to swing for like a press run, but like no one wants to bite, but like you're getting the press at the same time you're getting the booking. And at the same time you're creating music and then releasing music. So like, how do you kind of manage your day to days? Like, would you say you have it, have it down? You understand it's like your full-time job or does it like kind of make you crazy? Um, it does make me crazy sometimes. I mean, like right now in the thick of like touring, mm-hmm. I'm really wishing that like I had like at least like a clone of me to like do like different things. Um, because it's like, I'm traveling, but I also have emails and like this stuff to like handle. But also on top of that, you have like life to do, you know, which is crazy. Baby, um, we're just talking about our taxes. Yeah, literally that, that <laughs> coming up like that. in the middle of this. Oh my God, yeah, that'll like fly under the radar and um, really, really take you out. But uh, yeah, it's just, I've learned to really try and be as organized as I possibly can. I basically live on Gmail. Yeah. Um, and I try the best I can. I know like by doing... Um, mainly everything like I know I'm going to drop the ball sometimes and I just accepted that like I'm cool with it and um because it's just like how I like it for right now yeah that's a that's a good place to be because yeah. it's it's inevitable but like I'm a, myself I'm a super perfectionist yeah. um, and I was actually saying this yesterday in a meeting they were like well not everything could be perfect and I was like no like <laughs> I, if I'm doing it it'll it'll be perfect yeah um yeah. No, but I like, totally get that. It's totally hard to do. not feel that way. But I mean, mm-hmm. you must feel though, like if you're putting something out, like it's perfect to you. 
Um, there's still sometimes when I put stuff out, and like I'm like maybe there's like one thing or two things, but like sometimes, like my producer will tell me like you're just you know you're in your head own head about it, and sometimes you are. You have to listen. You have to like kind of be like, um, it's okay, it's all right. All right. Interesting. So I, I want to ask you too, just a little bit more about the indie grinds, just because a lot of our listeners are actually independent artists themselves mm-hmm. is obviously we mentioned that it's like really stressful. You wear a lot of hats. That being said, you're clearly doing well. So what do you think you do well that, that has actually helped you succeed and maybe others could learn from? Um, again, just like trial and error of things, like don't be afraid to go for something like you don't have to ask anybody's permission to like want to do something. Mm -hmm. Um, whether that's like book your own shows, whether that's like, um, I don't know, just, just really anything. Like you kind of fake it till you make it and then you kind of get your foot in the door. Fake it till you make it like that. Um, yeah. (laughs) No, I, I think that's a, there, there's no like rule book. I think, uh, Mm -hmm. everyone, something that really bugs me is like on TikTok, people would be like five ways to increase your strength. It's like, there's no, there's no rule to like every single artist is their own person and they're all going to have different campaigns that like work for them. Like it's not that serious. I think that's also another one. (laughs) If I'm going to do it, it's perfect too. It's not that serious. I think are uh, two golden rules to live by. Totally. Totally. Um, so I want to bring it back to the dead to me tour, which again, I think is just so impressive that you're able to do, um, any standout nights yet. I know you mentioned you, um, you weren't allowed to cuss at one of them. One of the shows. Yeah. So, um, this past weekend I was in California for the first time and, um, it was beautiful. Like I, first I, time ever, first time ever in California. Oh wow! And, um, it was gorgeous. Like seeing palm trees when you're used to like trash on this side <laughs> of the street. And, like, and it, it was just like, it's such a change up. Um, but even just like the scenery, everything with like the mountains and like everything, I'm like such a scene person. Yeah. Like I love a good view. Um, it was, it was beautiful, but yeah, the show itself, uh, I was at Whittier colleges, which was a, a lot of fun. Um, opened up for dwellers which was a cool experience. Uh, They're really cool guys. Um, So I got an email. They were like, you're not allowed to curse for the show. And it's like, all right, like it's, you know, it's your place. I'm your ground rules, whatever. I, you know, I can do that. Um, But for some of my songs, it's going to be like me not saying anything for a whole verse. (laughs) So like, it's going to like cover the microphone out. It's a little difficult. So, um, so I was doing that for a little bit and then I asked the crowd because I was about to play. um, I did a cover of Photo ID. Yeah, yeah. Um, Remy Wolf, Dominic Blake. And I can't not curse with that song. Yeah. Like, it's just not going to have the same impact. You know, I have to do right by it. And um, I asked the crowd, I was like, hey, like, you know, am I allowed to curse? Like, is this okay? He, like, they said I can't. And the first response was, who the fuck said that? And I was <laughs> like, it was really funny. So did you go ahead and say the say Absolutely. The I said the full everything. Yeah. All right. See, good for you. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, that's weird. They're, the kids, kids are in college. They're not like, even high school, I feel like, is old enough to hear curse words. But college is like, cut the cord a little bit there. Yeah. I was, I don't know. Um but hey, shout out. Great school. Shout out. Yeah, he, he's, down cool. do, he's down Thank to do another, your college. He's down to do another show. Um, <laughs> They're not bringing me back. <laughs> yeah, we'll cut that out. Uh, <laughs> but that's like opening up for Dwellers. They're, they're, I'm a huge fan of them, actually. But I also saw someone else on your on your little lineup. You're opening for Young Gravy. On Saturday. 
That's huge, dude. Would you say like that's your biggest show yet? Yep. How are you feeling? Um, it's not hitting me yet. Yeah. You know, like a lot of these things, like it doesn't like really hit me yet, especially like even the fact that like I write music and I can go on Spotify and like see that it's it doesn't like none of that like has hit me yet. I don't feel like. Um, I'm, is it weird to like pivot yes. and see your face on yes. the TV screen? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It doesn't feel like real at all to me. Um, I could probably win like three Grammys and still like say the same thing. It's really strange. But um, no, it's really cool. I'm really grateful for the experience. Um, I hope I get to meet him too because he seems like a really, really um, cool dude. Like everything I've seen of him, like seems like a nice guy. So what goes into like preparing for a show that arguably, you know, is your biggest to date? Um, yeah, just getting a set list down and really honing in on it and practicing. Um, and that really takes like the nerves away for me, I think. Um, like actually practicing. Yeah. yeah that really, makes sense. <laughs> really just like, yeah. And like really doing that. Cause like you, you mess up there and it's fine. But also like I kind of go into everything. Um, I try not to beat myself up on things and I know like we're just playing music and we're just people in a room playing mm -hmm. music. And if something goes wrong, either the crowd maybe won't notice unless like I rip my pants or something, <laughs> but like they're college um, kids, right? Or it's college, right? Yeah. I think they'd love that though. Yeah. They'd turn that into like, they'd name their Borg. Like, do you know what you familiar with the Borg? Dude, oh my God. I'm like so jealous. No, that Borg. The Borg <laughs> I would have such good Borg names. I feel like, and I'm so jealous that these started like after I graduated college. I, I feel like I, I, I've almost got the shit into the stick too, because like, I feel like I would have, again, would have perfected the Borg. I would have, the, the name, the, <laughs> the names that I would have come up with. And not even that, like, let's not forget about the concoctions on the inside. I'd be, I'd be shuffling up some good recipes shuffling in my up some Borg. Good Borg. Yeah. Some good Borg. I feel that. So, um, in Philly, we have like certain like slang. Um, I don't know if you guys use that here. So like, you probably know about John, like from oh, Philly. Yeah, yeah, so like yeah, John's yeah. like anything like this John here or that, whatever. Um, so as I'm saying Philly and I'm like doing this, my Philly accent's gonna come out like really thick. Oh dude, no, I am aware. And I, I was <laughs> listening. Do you hear it now? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> and listening back to like all your podcasts ahead of this, I'm like, oh yeah, he's got a Philly accent, like hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um well I have like a Philly switch, so like it's weird, like as soon as I'll cross the bridge into Philly, um, it just gets thick. Like it gets so like <laughs> it's just it's bad. Um, just immediately. But so yeah, we have we have certain slang words. One of them is like if someone's being like out of pocket, mm. you know, out of pocket. So like, if someone's like uh, being like fucked up, whatever, like, oh, that's drawing. Like you're drawing. Oh, what? You're drawing. Drawing? Yeah. Like D-R-A-W-L-I-N-G? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I've never mm. heard that. That's like a common word. That's a drawing, Yeah, man. you're drawing. <laughs> and like in high school, like we used to have like different variations of it, which were like really stupid, but they would be so funny. You'd be like... Like you're being a whole draw box right now. I like, like that it was, one. It was like a whole thing. But um, our version of the Borg, I'm, I'm finally getting to the point. Uh, our version of the Borg was draw juice. Oh. And they would be like, you get like um, either like a Wawa, you know, Wawa. Oh, yeah, dude, I actually was going to ask you about the Wawa so too. I, I love me some Wawa. I, so I'm coming up here. I'm like, oh, shit. Cumberland Farms. That's like, the closest thing we have to Wawa. Not it's not doing it, dog. It's, it's not, not close. Oh, my God. It's all right, though. Um, nothing is wild. Well, well. No. I, well, although I, I, I will raise you not to keep, you know, derailing the conversation. You ever been to Bucky's? 
I've heard about Bucky's. Is Bucky's this the one that Noah Khan was shit. talking about? Oh, was he? I mean, if it's down south and in like Texas, then yeah, Bucky's is fucking crazy. He was like raiding. He was like raiding the different convenience, like um, one stop shop, whatever. Yeah, you would call it uh, gas station places. And uh, Bucky's, like, he did it on Twitter, and like Bucky's, like, comment was like, "Where are we?" And he's like, <laughs> "What?" And then he went down there, and yeah, they're like, like a thing. super. It's like a Walmart. It, like, think of where Cumberland Farms would be, but it's the size of a Walmart. Oh, my goodness. Or a Wawa, if you... Wawa. Um, I'm so sorry. I just derailed the conversation. So, you got your dr- your draw... Your, what is it? Draw, draw juice. Draw juice. So, you call it draw juice, and it's like you get, like, a Wawa half gallon of, like, uh, iced tea. Yeah, they're known for the tea. Yeah. Um, she, like, the iced tea, and, like, either you drink half of it or dump half of it, and then the rest of it is, like, Vlad, vodka, or, like, cheap-ass, like... <laughs> yeah. And um, you just walk around with that. So you created the Borg, basically. Yeah, Northeast Northeast Philly created the Borg. Interesting. Okay, so I'm gonna get attacked. (laughs) (laughs) I've been uh, I've been to Philly once, and you know it was it was it was I was there for like a very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. I was like 18. Um, What What's your like? Obviously, Philly's got stereotypes like crazy sports fans. But I feel like Boston might have similar stereotypes. Like, what's your what are the stereotypes that you've heard of Boston? Of Boston, just like the accent. Um, Do you think anyone that you met today has a Boston accent? So when I was here for the first time last year, around this time, um, I was like looking for it because <laughs> like people talk about my accent, yeah. and I was like looking for, like to hear it, you know, because like then I'll feel like okay, I'm really here, and uh, nobody had it. I was like I was yeah. like waiting for it, but then I would like hear it like a little bit, and I'd be like, okay, cool, all right. I think I'm satisfied. It's it's like. Grow, uh, evolved rather where it's like yeah. so minuscule now but then you like leave the greater boston area and it's like not even the suburbs like it's like the towns right outside like really? the chelsea's the revere's where you go to dunkin donuts and like what can i get you honey like really i mean yeah, so like they all have hardcore <laughs> boston accents a- any dunkin donuts employee i feel like is gonna have one <laughs> yeah. uh, it makes me feel so at home whenever oh I, I go to any of those establishments um but yeah that's kind of that's its legacy my parents also they have, <laughs> have it. them they have it i got you uh Anyhow, you know, geography aside, um, let's talk about your debut album, Dead to Me. Kind of wild. Also, you got a full project out. Um, Yeah. Another, like, interesting thing about you is especially, like, nowadays, people wait for that album. Why did Mm -hmm. you know you wanted to drop a full project? Um... I think I just had like a couple of singles out. I also wanted to do a couple of things, like let people know that I was serious. Yeah. Like I'm really doing this. And um, I had a lot of music that I was afraid people weren't going to hear. So I wanted to do that. But also like, I felt like it was a perfect opportunity to kind of introduce myself and like really give like a full skip. Cause I felt like each of my singles were like kind of different. Um, and this kind of gave a full skip of like what I did and like what, um, like what my sound was like. Yeah. But also on top of that is like you see like the the cover artwork and stuff like that. I mean, you talk like this. Um, uh, full disclaimer: I was raised in a funeral home, and uh, that's like a huge part of my identity, and like was a huge part of my identity growing up. Like um, when I would be in school or like around the neighborhood, like people knew me as like the kid who like lives in the funeral home, you know. And like I thought uh, I had this song dead to me. We made a music video in the funeral home that I grew up in. Like all of it was like really full circle and really really cool. Um, and getting to do this was like, I don't know, really important to me. 
Yeah, and and you eventually like sold it not too short after that, right? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool that you were able yeah. to incorporate that before you said goodbye. Yeah, yeah. So it was like really, really bittersweet, actually. So this was all a choice. Obviously, you like because when I'm doing my research and listening to podcasts by you, every single person's like, you were born in a funeral home. You're weird. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't really want to take that approach. Like, I don't want to talk to you about it. Yeah. Like, so you like, obviously it must've been a huge part of you mm-hmm. where you're deciding to make it your branding or were you like, mm, this is cool and I have access to it. Both. Okay. Both. Definitely. It's cool. Like it's, it's unique. Like, I mean, there's a fire shot, dude. I loved it. I loved it. I was like, um, we almost didn't take that picture too. So this is when we were shooting the music video and, um, one of the directors, uh, my friend Matt, I was like, you know, we should probably get some shots of this and see, cause I didn't know what the album cover was going to be. I was like, it should definitely be something like this. And, um, I'm really happy with it. It Yeah, no, it truly looks sick. Thank you. Of course. Um, but obviously you leaned into it. Uh, and, and you've since penned like funeral pop. So that was like my like gimmick of like whatever. <laughs> right now I'm kind of like okay, like it sounds like a little cheesy, but um, I don't know. It's funny. It works. Yeah, I'm kind of over it now, but it is what it is. Okay, no, well, I not as it's not you know, to say you're over it. It doesn't mean you didn't live a good life. You know, <laughs> it's and, good life. now it's dead. Now your the the funeral pop needs its own funeral, I guess. Yeah. So what does that new realm look like for you? Uh, I mean, with like the funeral pop thing was just like to kind of engage the conversation of like, what does yeah. that mean? And then it would be like, well, I was, this is where I was raised and like all this stuff to like kind of like show more about me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely more in like um, alternative side of things, indie side of things. Um, a lot of stuff that I've been writing has been getting a more like indie rock feel too, oh. which is really exciting. But also I'm like, I'm listening to like Zach Bryan and Noah Khan and like hearing like the folk music that, that when I originally wanted to make music, I originally wanted to write like folk songs mm-hmm. and like Americana music. And, uh, hearing that now I'm like, okay, I can't wait to like write those songs and stuff too. So like, um, definitely not going to be under like one thing. Yeah. I mean, I think that would definitely fit your voice. Well, I'd be excited to hear. I mean, you've kind of, you've hit on it a little bit throughout the project, but not like obviously hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I'd be interested to hear what, what you got in you. I could show you. I could show you some demos. I got you. You got my email. <laughs> um, but it, it's funny because you're you're talking about your debut album and like what's next. But also in the middle, you did just drop a brand new track called Seven Minutes in Heaven." Yeah. I guess how how are you doing now that it's out? I feel like I'm. I, my bigger question I want to ask is like, why did you drop another song? Would you have an album out and you got more music coming? Like, are you, are you just a workhorse? Um. Just got to go with the Iron's Hot, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I've been waiting. This is a good one. Thank you. You you released at a perfect time. It's very, like, summer summer anthem vibes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been waiting for this song for, like, at least two years. I had this song written. Oh, no way. Yeah, I wrote this, like, two summers ago. And um, I don't know, it's just a good time. You know, I'm, like, I'm on tour. I'm, like, you know, things are kind of doing well. So I'm, like, all right, let let me put it out and see what's going on. And I'm really happy that it's out there. Is that a fun one to play live? It seems yeah, like it. So fun. Is there like a call and response action? Of, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm excited to play it um, on Saturday for mm. uh, the big crowd. I'm excited for that. 
I'm excited for you, man. I wish I could go, but I feel like I'd look like an absolute perv if I was. I, maybe I shouldn't say perv. I would look like a weirdo <laughs> if I was just in a room of young college kids. Although I'm only 26, I'm acting like oh, a 45 no, year old man. Fine. Um, seven minutes in heaven. Great track to play out live. Visual like music video component. Um, anytime or. I'm thinking about it. It's yeah, it's hard because like I'm on tour and like hey, all this yeah, stuff. Like, we got a little bit once stuff I get going a break, on. Once I get a break, I can figure it out. But there's definitely some ideas that I had. Um, the little like teaser and stuff that I had too was like really cool to me. Um, I filmed it at a diner that I used to work at. What's the diner's name? Uh, the Quaker Diner. Shout out Quaker Diner. Shout out Quaker Diner. Cream chip beef. Do you know what cream chip beef is? I'm going to guess cream cheese beef without the vowels. What or is that the consonant? No, I don't know. <laughs> cream chip beef. Cream, cream chip beef. No. So, like scrapple. You know what scrapple is. Like this is real. Wow, this is really only like a. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So, like, do you know what it is? So, um, cream chip beef is like, like corned beef and like a, uh, like white cream sauce over like toast. Oh no way! No, and it's it's guessed. delicious. It's like it's a breakfast delicacy in like um, Philly, like Jersey. I, I guess it's only that area. That's actually crazy. Yeah, no, I've never yeah. heard of anything that even sounded like so that good. word. <laughs> Next time I come, I'll bring up some. Please do. I got you. You know Boston baked beans? No, like I've heard that term, but like I don't know like. It's what's special about Yeah, no, that's what it okay, so nothing. Because I thought <laughs> I've heard Boston baked beans growing up and I was like, Oh, it's yeah. like a Boston thing. It's a Boston baked beans. Right. But then one time someone was on the podcast and they were like, Oh, you got Boston baked beans and I'm like, Yeah, Boston baked beans because there's a candy that exists called Boston baked beans and they're like M and M's without the chocolate, if that makes sense. Like it's just the hard shell in and out. <laughs> I don't know, man. Or maybe there's peanuts in there actually, that's a lie. And anyways, I was like, Yeah, that's Boston baked beans. But then it like caught on to like Boston talk and they were like, You stupid fucking cow. It Boston baked <laughs> beans is like an old dish from like the seventeen hundreds that I guess was made in Boston. But like anyways, so if you've heard of Boston baked beans, it, they're not real. Cannolis. <laughs> I'm like on a roller coaster right now. So we've gone from like like boneless M&Ms to like boneless M&Ms. I'm crying. So uh, no, I apologize. My episodes are usually more they're usually more organized, but we had a meeting good. before this. It's all good. Uh, um, all right. Well, that being said, you've been in Boston a few times. You ever mm-hmm. been able to like explore the city? Yeah, luckily, um, so when I was here uh, for the first time, I played at the Baron, mm-hmm. and I got to go around, like, uh, I went to, like, Little Italy. Yeah, yeah. what they call it? Little the Italy. North End. But the North it's End. It's our Little Italy, yeah. Yeah, um, which is so cool. I love Italian food, so, like, I was, like, like, chicken parm is my thing. Like, I will eat probably a rock if it was chicken parm yeah, flavored, yeah. like, um, that was a lot of fun and I was just here. So I played like in New Hampshire in March and then came back, hit Boston, uh, met up with one of my friends. And we, then we went to the Baron. I went to the Baron on a Saturday night, like St. Pat, like the weekend before St. Patty's day. Oh my God. Mm. Like I could not move in there. It was yeah. crazy. They had like this cover band that was insane too. Um, it was a good time. It was fun. Yeah, no, that sounds, that sounds about right. I feel like that's a lot of, like, Boston nightlife. Is it, it's just packed, and you yeah. just kind of sweat with some friends. Oh, yeah. It was good. Um, chicken parm. I'll tell you. Are you Italian? So people think people think I'm Italian or Greek because um, I have, like, kind of, like, dark hair like yeah. features, but I'm not. Wow. Okay. Super Italian over here. 
My mom makes good chicken fire and chicken parm. If you Next got time it. you're in town, I'll, I'll look it up. If you got a recipe for me, let me know. Oh, man, I will. I will. That's when you know you like earned it in my circle if you're getting my mom's chicken parm recipe. She doesn't just give that out to anyone. I, I think we're friends. No, we are. We are. I'll give you some the recipe for some boneless M&Ms <laughs> and chicken parm. Um, all right, Noah, this episode is hilarious because it was all over the place. and It's truly my fault. I feel like I'm hungover, but I actually had like nine hours of sleep and I went to the gym this morning. So I feel the same. <laughs> Don't worry. I like to wrap every episode up with this question. Um, and I'm genuinely interested because I feel like you're a man with his head on a swivel in the best way possible. So like, what are your goals both personally and professionally? In the, um, in the near future. Personally and professionally. Personally, um, I feel like I'm really um, getting older and maturing and really on a path of self-growth and um, believing in myself more. Um, I felt like before I would like really burn myself out and spread myself thin, and that took a toll on me. I would like put everything else first besides me, but without me, mm -hmm. like it doesn't operate, you know? So I wasn't taking care of myself. So making sure that I do that is probably one of my biggest goals. Dude. Like that, one of my biggest things. That was my new year's resolution. Was it? I like, I guess we're just going to have this conversation now too. Um, I was like, what do I like? What do I actually need to prioritize? I'm like, yeah. Oh, like my actual self, like yeah. my physical body, yeah. my like inside, like, because the first thing that goes when something comes up is like things that you actually need to like be an operational human being, like cooking dinner yeah. and like yeah. going grocery shopping, like making sure you have like your essentials. Whereas like there sometimes I'll just skip a meal or I'll just be like, Oh, let's get a burrito. And it's like, all right, well at this point you've had five burritos in one day. So let's, <laughs> you know, you gotta, no, I totally get that. And I, I had, totally a, um, so how, how, how did you do that? Um, I kind of just reached a point where I was like, okay. Um, I just felt really unhealthy and mm. like whatever. So I was like, you know, I, I need to, um, really take care of myself better and prioritize my prioritize myself. And I found also in that too, like I didn't, I really wanted to be successful. So like without like protecting yourself, you're also like not putting up boundaries with like other people as well. So like, um, yeah, I found like all that to be important. Mm. But yeah, no, that's a, a good place to set boundaries is like, you think you've got to do things where people are like, people will use their clout. They're like, yo, I work with X, Y, and Z. Like, would you mind playing this gig for free? And it's like, no, I like I do. I do mind. Like sometimes you just got to like really set your boundaries in that sense. Um, but yeah, for me, I like my, I had a to-do list in my notes app and it would go like priority. So it'd be like my job, this podcast. Yeah. I was in grad school at the time. Are we the same person? Probably like in its headset. Yep. I had to, I had to, to, I made a category called life and I yeah. made that <laughs> the top one <laughs> and like drink water, like the stupidest shit. I, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I'll put like bathe. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put, like bathe. I'll put, um, eat breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. It's so true though. Like when you do the most basic shit, you like are a superhuman. But also I was saying to my therapist, shout out, um, like there's no sense of like trying so hard for all the success. If like when you get it, you're like a shell of a human or like you fucking hate yourself. Like there have been times I've been Dude. at events and I'm like, I didn't go to the gym the past few days. I haven't really eaten healthy. I feel like shit, but here I am at like the fucking like Grammys. I feel like an ass. Um, That's exactly like I was like, I was doing like really cool shit. 
but like not enjoying it. Yeah. Because I just felt internally awful and uh, had to flip that around. Look at us. We're flipping the script. Look at that. Look at that. Um, all right. Well, what are we, what are we hoping for professionally? <laughs> professionally, um, keep growing. So like last year I was a restaurant server mm-hmm. and I quit my job on a very delusional, stupid whim and became a full-time musician. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm looking to keep that going and um, keep growing, keep touring and making more music. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm super excited for your for your set with Young Gravy. I can't I'm wait to see too. the content that comes out of that. Yeah. Uh, and I wish you luck, man. And I, hopefully next time you're in town, you'll be at like a headlining set and you'll stop by the studio. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Thank you. <laughs>